right, Miss Lisa Ballard first across the line tonight. Hey, good evening, everyone. This is Chris from Cycle Source Magazine. I am going to be your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Heather, for the next 90 to 120 minutes of all the two-wheel bullshit we can fit. It is the special Black Friday show. Anybody that wants to take a break from everything that was this ridiculous shopping holiday that got started who knows when we don't even care we're over it let everyone else deal with that bullshit we're in the shop getting ready to go live with shop talk three and a half minutes stick around make sure you put up your name and where you're listening from so we can give you a little shout out it's always good to see everyone piling in here we got mike draco checking in jason holman right here in lakeland florida we're coming to you live from that very location cycle stop usa hosting the mobile command center this evening Rob Doer checking in with us, Bob Wagley, Brian Schultz, any freebies? We don't have any freebies, but it is a Black Friday show, so it's kind of like a free show. It's a bonus show. Nancy Weems with us, Steve Henderson, hey now, happy feast day. SNS Cycle in the house, what's up, buddies? Josh Boggs, dude, good to see you here. We were just talking about you. Mike Draco, Cincinnati, representing, proud. Rob Doer's from Pauley Island, South Carolina. Dennis Stauber, Big D, checking in from Marengo, Illinois. Always good to see you, Dennis. Todd Mahan, Horn Lake, Minnesota. Bob Wagley says watching from Arkansas. It's good to see all you guys, man. So glad. Like, Thanksgiving was killer. Sometimes you don't know what it's going to be like when you're on the road and far away from home. But uh, we want to send a special thanks out to Keith and his wife. We're going to actually have a, a segment on with Keith Thompson from Cycle Stop tonight. But, man, they just brought us in, made us feel like family, and really took care of us. So there he is right there, Keith Thompson checking in. All right, two minutes, two minutes countdown, and we're going live with this one. Make sure you hit the like and share button. Help us spread this thing all around, and uh, we'll be back with Shop Talk Live in just two minutes. So somebody, somebody give me some of the the Thanksgiving Day dirt. I want to know about crazy family stories. Tell me about Uncle Gus getting wasted and whipping the turkey out the back door. There has to be some of those out there, more than just my family before I met Heather. <laughs> uh, Bill Stevens, Friday Fun Day. What's up, buddy? Sasha Cycles in the house. Uh, David Williams, say hey. What's up, buddy? Good to see all you guys here. We're just a minute out going live with this one. If your friends and neighbors don't know, let them in on the action by hitting the like and share button. Help us spread the shop talk gospel all across the great two-wheeled land. I think I'm a little giddy. I might I might still have a little turkey leftover. What do they call that? Tryptophan. 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 I've fan. I'm a fan. Ah, oh, right on. Lindsay Haletta, hey guys, thank you for all you for thank you for thankful for you all. We're thankful for you too. That was one of the things, man. Like all the messages this Thanksgiving, everybody it seems like making it through COVID, we're finally getting 
a little more uh, perspective on appreciation. It's pretty great. 30 seconds, man. That means it's time to get this one out of the station and up onto the tracks and go live with this week's installment of Shop Talk. Here we go. Scooter Champs and Chopper Jockeys all across the land. It is just after 9 p.m. on the East Coast. That means it's time for another episode of Shop Talk. 90 to 120 minutes of all the bullshit we can fit. Everything that we can gather up in a week from the two-wheel motorcycle world. It's good to see all you guys. I'm Chris with Cycle Source Magazine. I'm going to be your co-host tonight along with my beautiful co-host, Miss Heather Callen. What's up, Heather? Why, thank you, dear. So, I'm really, really sad why are you sad? Oh, man. We're missing our little buddy up north. Mark is not in the studio with us tonight. Everybody, I'm, I'm sad that Mark's not here, but I am so not sad that we're not up north. Oh, here she goes. It's so great. <laughs> like, it's t-shirt weather. It's so good. There's no snow. The sun is shining. Keith Thompson said, was that the train from out back? It could have been. <laughs> so... I feel like we're playing a little bit of uh, of live Christmas with the cranks. Like we're we're running away from the hol not the holidays really, yeah. but the snow. Yeah, like, and I will say we are going to New England to spend it with the family um, in a few weeks, and I'm going to go up spend it with the family and hopefully come right back. So we we've, we've been really really lucky. Um, we left Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is our is our home. Brad Bailey says PA is cold and snowy. We we're watching the reports all the time. Trust me, but um, we left right before the beginning of October. Went to Biketoberfest in Florida. Spent a lot of time here at Cycle Stop USA with all of our friends and family here. Jason and his family are are wonderful people to us. Then we went over to Texas, spent time yes. with Xavier. Yeah, Gus, man, Gus. I didn't think I could fall in love with Hill Country, Texas, any more than I oh already was, God. but. And then it's we went. Just such a good we went space. from from uh, the Austin area, went down to um, Galveston, and did the Lone Star Rally, obviously, and then back up. And we ended up we put some new miles on. Did the whole uh, what was it, Leander? Then uh, Salado and Salado, Liberty Hill. Liberty Hill really had a great time there, and finished it off. And I mean, we spent time with with uh, with Steve, Steve and Joan, Steve and Joan, and. Um, Got to, got to see some beautiful, beautiful motorcycles. We're going to be bringing you guys for months out of his collection. Oh, my goodness. That then is crazy. Finished it off in one of the most wonderful ways you can imagine with uh, Bobby and Clinton. Stories about a miniature cow and Mr. Oh Smalls trying to be a cow dog. So if you guys follow us, you know we travel with two bulldogs. One is, is not so no, bright. No, no. <laughs> I guess is the nice way to put that. Loser. <laughs> 
Listen, I, I love him to death, but if he was my if he was my human child, I would be teaching him plays out of the football handbook because it would be the only way he's getting to college. <laughs> that dog is dumber than a bag of hammers. He started going after these three miniature cows, and they're not, I mean, miniature like 300 They're not pounds, dwarf cows. You know? They're miniature. They're like hip high or or taller. So yeah. he's going after them in all the wrong ways. Like the other farm dogs were looking at him like, you're kidding me, right? But he wouldn't stop, man, even up to the point that the, the one, the bull kicked him right in the head and he rolled back and came back like, oh, we kicking now, huh? We kicking. Dis- I got you. <laughs> Disclaimer, he was not injured in any way, shape no. or form. I think Chris may have had a heart attack chasing him across the pasture and diving on him to get him away from the cows. But it was a scene. Poor Bobby. She's <laughs> holding on to Storm and Norman, the zebu's tail going, I got Norman by the tail. Get Mr. Small. <laughs> it was great. But listen, man, I want to uh, just tell you guys all formally, thank you so much for your Thanksgiving Day wishes. It means the world to us. And um for anybody that's unhappy with us, for we've been we've had like a weird schedule over the last week or so because we've been in and out of internet service, and it, believe it or not, it's not always easy to find. A, yeah, who an would think Texas in. didn't have an internet service in some spots? It's Texas for Christ's yeah. sake; they have everything. But we're back, and this is our makeup show, so we're doing the Black Friday show tonight, and then on Sunday, um, hoping that that Johnny Lang gets a hold of us. We have a killer show yeah. about a brand new. Um, motorcycle app motorcycle info app which is going to be fantastic to tell you guys about but then the very exciting news is the following week i'm so excited about next week's show we have a live holiday shopper show so well it's not a shopper show it's kind of like a buyer's guide we've reached out to some artists and craftsmen within the motorcycle industry to bring them on for just a few minutes to talk about what they have to offer that you can get for your motorcycle lover um you know from i think custom destruction is going to come on and filthy gringos and um hey hang on one second because steve burles is saying no video try to refresh your browser because we got good video here we're all set so, but yeah, there's there's six or seven that have signed up to come but, on and show what they do next weekend. So the reason why I called it a holiday shopper guide is because literally, like if you if you have a motorcycle person in your life, or if you're a motorcycle person, that people always always ask me like, what well, I don't I don't know anything. What should I get a motorcycle person? This is going to be a good show to tune in for because we're going to give you a lot of holiday gift ideas and we're going to show you a lot of talent. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All your idea, boo. Boo? Boo? <laughs> but really? Boo? All right, man. Well, listen, I want to tell you guys that this is Shop Talk. If you're not familiar, if you're just checking in, it's 90 to 120 minutes of all the two-wheel bullshit we can fit through the courtesy of the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. Coming to you live every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, mostly on the on the East Coast. And uh, we do some entertainment, some interviews. We have some tech, some feature bikes. We usually start the whole thing off with a little segment we call the news. First up in the news tonight, and this comes in from Cycle News 2022 Royal Enfield Twins Anniversary Edition First Look. As Royal Enfield celebrates its 120th anniversary. Wait, we got to give a hand for that. That's pretty killer. 
They revealed a 120th year anniversary edition of both the International 650 and the Continental GT 650. Only a limited run of these motorcycles will be produced, 480 units worldwide to be exact. World Enfield is sending 120 of them to North America with 60 Continental GT 650s and 60 International 650 models hitting the shores sometime in 22. Now, Listen, I ha I have to put this out there because it's it's a bitchin' looking bike, but for 120 years, I just feel like it could have been, I don't know. Some, Heather disagrees with well, me, but you I know, feel like I it think they been... stuck to their roots. Like that's that's what they do. They didn't come out with their hundredth hundred and twentieth anniversary bike and be like, we're gonna change everything we've ever done. No, this I, is what they've done. I can agree with that. But e either way, congratulations. Ooh, that's to them on for... recording. He agreed with me. Everybody, note the <laughs> date. It's eleven right. twenty-six I... at nine ten p.m. <laughs> I didn't say you were right. I said I agree with you. You you, you won me over. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, but for one hundred twenty years, man, we give them big kudos anyway. Congratulations to that company, and they're doing some great stuff with that product. This is in from our own Cycle Source magazine news feed. If you go to cyclesource.com, you can get all the latest headlines from the motorcycle world. The next RSD build-off starts December 1st. Building on the success of the COVID bike build-off, CVBU, we, we said maybe this is a new like French term, CVBU. Uh, <laughs> the team at RSD has dreamed up the next big thing in online motorcycle build-offs. Introducing Dream Builders, brought to you by Geico Motorcycles. Dream Builders looks to inspire the garage builder aspiring motorhead and local shops to get those dream projects rolling they're giving the builders four months to complete their machines in three categories and giving the winners of each category a brand new motorcycle here are some of the prizes right here you can check it out today at roland sand designs on facebook um, through their website or hit the cycle source site and you can grab the link of that but you know what like that was it's almost like so much stuff happened so fast through covid that uh you forget how many people came up with innovative ways to hold us together and mm -hmm. and entertain us and and that was really a good one you know when when rsd did the the whole covid build-off thing it was yeah that's super cool and i love that the winners like those prizes are no joke whoever wins each of those three classes gets a new motorcycle yeah can i build a bike i got four months that's more than 30 days chris <laughs> Just saying. You you might need you might need all of those four months. I'm just saying. Uh, well, if I take your cue, I need 27 days. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Whatever. It's, it's dark in here. Next up in the news, BSA Motorcycles announces return to market with social media debut. Guess what? Yesdi is not the only legendary motorcycle brand to announce its impending return to the market this month. Yep, like Yesdi, BSA Motorcycles 2 recently has made its social media debut and announced its return to the market. So we'll keep you guys up to date on this. Um, they're definitely, to keep stride with what's going on in the market today, they're going to have to bring it. So mm -hmm. we'll see. I'm I'm curious and at the same time skeptical, little skeptical. I'm, you interested, know, interested, slightly. I interested. get more skeptical, but we'll see how it goes. Oh boy! <laughs> IMS is still trucking along, and their bonus round saw some big wilder. Or, some big. Try that again. Some big winners. The IMS Custom Bike Show's bonus round winners included 
John McDowell, who grabbed first place in the Custom Classic group with a stripped-down 67 Triumph TR6R. I think that's pretty sharp, actually. I love that bike. And if you'll get in touch with us, if anybody knows this cat, I would love to put that in the magazine. Um, I will track him down. Custom Classic runner-up, Dustin Knott. Custom Street winner, Mikey Loco, with a 2017 Harley-Davidson Street Glide. Um, Also... Dustin Knott scored the custom street runner-up. Freestyle winner goes to Mark Schell. Um, So runner-up and freestyle. But this is what I wanted to talk about out of this. So when you first see this, you think like, okay, what is really it's a dragon. But it's funny how things repeat themselves, right? Do you remember the cat that had like the famous dragon bikes all through the 70s, right? Yes. So here we go. There you go. Yeah. Do you remember the one that used to come to the Broken Spoken Sturgis and it had like the Viking ship on the back of it and the dragons blew fire? Do you remember that? No, but that's bitching. I mean, if you're going to do something, go the whole way. Oh, they went. It was like, it was big. Yeah, it was a thing. So here's some cool news. The uh, progressive AFT flat track schedule is up. And the thing that's cool here is we're starting to see, like, I remember a time where it was like, People didn't even realize that there were motorcycle races at Motorcycle Weeks, and the schedule was full of stuff. Daytona Bike Week, Laconia Motorcycle Week, Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, Biketoberfest, you know, all all in the schedule. So, I have come to learn that I am a fan of all motorcycle racing. You are. I really am. I enjoy it. You're, I, you're encourageable. And, and, you know, your mother... Encourageable bl- or incorrigible? Incorrigible. And your mother blames me for that. Which is, it's exciting. No, it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on oh. to the next item from Ultimate Motorcycling. Winter Wheels Antique Motorcycle Exhibit opens in Davenport, Iowa. If you're in the vicinity of Davenport, Iowa, be sure to check out the Winter Wheels Antique Motorcycle Exhibition at the Putnam Museum. It runs April 3rd of 2022. The Putnam Museum and Science Center is the Quad City Smithsonian Institution affiliate and has been open for over 150 years. Here's a little look inside of what they're getting ready for the winter wheels. I love seeing more and more museums doing motorcycle exhibits. My mother, Miss Judy, I blame you for everything. I know. I know she does. Right? <gasps> it used to be me, so that's all right. Love me some drag racing with street bikes. Yes. Yes, yes Lindsay, yes. All right, well, listen, man, we're um, we're getting long in the hour, but before we go to our guest of the evening, which is going to be a fantastic conversation, we're going to give you guys some some eye candy to try to get you over the Thanksgiving holiday blues and go to a visit we had real quick with the, the guys from 3-2 Choppers and one of their latest builds. Jimmy Lee from 3-2 Choppers here in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, this is Junk Pile here. Junk Pile started because uh, Bill Conway, the owner, he got tired of just sitting around the shop and he decided he wanted to build a bike. And he said, if I just start piecing together some stuff, we'll just get it out of the junk pile and we'll, and we'll build something. Junk Pile was from a donor bike. Uh, three guys driving around a old 1980 FXB in the back of their truck trying to sell it. 
and uh, we talked him from $6,500 down to $2,000. He was a fast talker, and he would be like, I'm at 3,500, man, 3,500. 3,500, that's about as low as I can go. And I said, man, I'm probably at two grand. Man, I don't know if I can go two grand. Two grand is kind of low, but you know, you know, I could probably do two grand though. If I did two grand though, you know, so it was one of those guys. This is just a really nice restoration is what it is. And the idea was to clean it up as much as we can. Now, Bill laughs at me because Bill, Bill wanted to do this and I kept doing this with it. We kept cutting tabs and man, as long as we're here, why don't we do this? And Bill's like, no, 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 let, let's just keep it the Harley. And I said, well, it's gonna be the Harley, but as long as we're building it, let's just build something special. The oil tank, we actually, that's just a moon oil tank that we've, we've, uh, we've been using those since, I think the first bikes we ever built in 2003. We've had that one laying around the shop. Someone had dented the, the side of it. So to fix the dent, we actually cut it in half. And then we realized when we were putting it back together, we should take some of the, the 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 length of it out so we could get it inside the inside the frame rails how are we going to mount that we're still having the seat mount and it's that's kind of the process of building bikes right how does everything come together it takes a lot of work to make something look so simple the execution of of a project like that where everything's in line and everything's clean all the you look at the oil lines they all are lined perfect the the brake lines run the frame, the, everything's kept in keepers so that you just don't have the, the lines flopping out. We designed our own uh, dual caliper brake for the back. A lot of guys do that. It's not like we didn't invent anything, but we, but we came up with one for the little uh, two-piston brake. The hand controls are actually both brakes. So on this bike, it's a right foot clutch, uh, jockey shift. You can see the jockey shifter and then uh, uh, I think the left one's the rear brake and the right one's the front brake, but they're both on the back. Started making these inserts for, for the exhaust. You always get pipes that don't come together nice, so you got one's perfectly inch and three quarter and the other is just a little bit bigger, so when you're cleaning the welds off, it's a pain in the ass. So I started trying to come up with a way that we could weld them together, but we don't have to clean the welds, basically. And so I started making these inserts, these slotted inserts, and uh, so the pipe kind of inserts into that fitting and into that fitting and then you just kind of uh, nice nice weld around the outside and now you've got some design in the pipe and it tied it all together. Uh, Gary Queen from Other Side Customs in Dallas, he's painted for us for uh, 17 years now and he always knocks it out of the park and I'm real particular. Like I tell him what I want and, and he, he makes it right. Uh, this is Jimmy Lee from 3-2 Choppers in Fort Worth, and I'm never invited on Shop Talk. Is that what I was supposed to say? <laughs>
We're proud to support our community that includes riders of all stripes. If you've been injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, America's motorcycle lawyers. Everything we do at the track shapes what we build for the street and the dirt. You can see how bad these guys want it. The race to the line. For us, racing is not for the trophies or the glory. We compete because it makes everything we do faster, more durable, and tested to a higher standard. For SNS, racing is the ultimate in proven performance, and we've been proving it since 1958. Okay, welcome back to the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio, Mobile Command Center in Lakeland, Florida, right outside Cycle Stop USA. Um, so, yeah, man, it's hard to believe. Like, we were just talking the other day. I cannot believe that we just had Thanksgiving Day. We're racing towards Christmas. The year went by so fast. It was like once the green flag went up and everybody started going back out to events and going places and doing things, it's it's smoking. It's smoking it so fast. Oh, it's been insane. It's, and I think being on the road has just made it go faster because we're like, oh, where are we going to be tomorrow? <laughs> so from that whole COVID time that we were, you know, I think at one time we were doing six shows a week and we had so much stuff going on. We got we got our first meeting with with the guest tonight. Yeah, actually, I think it was through Bike Night Live we first met Jerry, um, and he was great. And at that time, we were just kind of talking about what he had going on in his shop, and we didn't really get to know him. But Jerry Circa, oh, I I screwed you it did, up. You I, I did, did screw even it though, up. Son of though, a biscuity and monkey! I had it right before loser. the show. <laughs> Damn it! I Son suck. Of a biscuit eater. <laughs> Oh, 812 Inc. is such a rad guy. Say, he does. Hey, say his name. Say his name. No, because now I'm just going to screw it up again. Uh. Cirqua um, from 812 Inc. is, again, such a rad guy. He's an incredible craftsman. Um, and one of the biggest things I've noticed about him, aside from his craft, is how hard he works to lift up the rest of yes, the motorcycle ma'am. community. And I'm so excited to have him on here and talk about what he does at 812. Um, and you know, and listen, I, I have to say something about that for a second. You guys probably get tired of us pumping sunshine on shit like that. But here's the truth. I'm sick. I'm sick of watching so much of the culture that I grew up waiting to be a part of be so full of shit. Like and, Amen. and and that's all I'm going to say about it. Cats, cats that support each other, brothers who help brothers, communities that get together to build motorcycles and have a good time and be a good influence on each other's children and family life. That's what always made me proud of being a motorcycle rider, and that's the part that I'm going to I'm going to continue to promote. So, if you get tired of hearing it, I don't know. There's there's enough people out there spitting shit. So, that's what I got. Let's bring in Jerry. <laughs> you all done? Right. You um, done? Yeah, that's my little soapbox for today. Jerry, what's up, man? Hey, guys, what's happening? How are you guys doing? Good. I'm sorry we had you waiting there a little extra bit. I, we got so much show to get through tonight because we, we skipped a week and we got leftovers. Leftovers, oh, day I, after Thanksgiving. <laughs> I didn't yeah, get no it worries. Too much. Uh, we're so happy to have you here, and I don't know if you could hear the intro, um, but we really meant it. One of the greatest things I love, 
and again, I, I say I love about you. I haven't had the pleasure of actually meeting you, but through watching what you do for the motorcycle community, and the way it's people outstanding, talk about dude. It. Yep. it really is. Yeah, you know, it's what it's about. It's about paying back. You know what I mean? Not like I, I yeah, it's nothing big. You know, just a little bit of what I do. If I can, if I could help support it, that's what it's supposed to be about. That's an almost a forgotten thing. So I don't know. try to do what I can. So let's get to know you a little bit. We're gonna take it all the way back how did you get started in motorcycling oh uh god i said uh i was a teenager you know i I grew up in the city so i didn't really have uh, the chance to ride dirt bikes or anything like that so i always saw them on the roads i was introduced to motorcycles i was saw it was in high school i got my license got a motorcycle license uh you know right away so that was the first time i was ever you know i was just seeing it i didn't grow up with a family that was involved with it i was raised in it wasn't really around it i just liked it you know so as soon as i could do it i started doing it you know what i mean i didn't know what i was doing i started in race bikes of our damn rice burner what did i know <laughs> now yeah <laughs> the different person from the you know day i got my license and bought my first bike that's <laughs> an evolution <laughs> yeah you gotta start somewhere yeah no doubt i understand yeah you know what though i All mean the- that that was that was a story not unlike most of the guys that i knew they started on anything they could get a hold of you know that yeah it was uh, like Chris wasn't your first street bike like a triumph my first street bike was a triumph that sat on my porch unsuccessfully for quite a long time i i got a few rides out of it but the first bike i really i really did any time on was a a 400 yamaha and i rode the balls off of that thing i loved that motorcycle so so you didn't come from motorcycling you started out on i on race bikes um yeah and when did you decide to transition to to harley's uh well to harley's later uh to instead of the the race bikes at first you know when the first novelty of the speed lasted only a couple of years and then i went to more of a a cruiser style bike with like the uh, the intruders and you know they did that like the hondas and did them up the shadows made it look like a cruiser bike but uh, the first Harley I ever purchased, you know, had the possibility with the money, was a 2003 Harley Anniversary Edition. Was the first Harley I actually. Oh, right on. Nice. But I had bikes before that, you know, hunting the stuff that chopped up some stuff and bobbed it, and you know, modified what I could at the time. You know, I really wasn't into have you know working on bikes myself then. You know, working on them, working on. Then it was you know change your handlebars, change your seat, change it, make it your own, and make you know, give it style. So I would do that to the bikes I could afford then. Uh, first I bike Harley I could afford and you know start fooling around with was a 2003 and then it was off to the races I got rid of everything else pretty much down the line where does uh where does your experience for for working on stuff come from what do you what do you do in your day gig my day I'm, I'm a builder uh you know I do anything on a on a home or building you give me a I'll read your specs I'll draw your specs so you give me right uh, material I'll build your house soup to nuts or building uh Never really for the worked love of on God, it. come fix our house. I can't, we oh, can't get anybody to come work on our house. Oh, God, don't tell me. There's good riding out there. I'll come out there. <laughs> no, listen, um, that's that's no joke either. Like, we've had, I bet you we've Seven had, contractors? Yeah. And they're yeah. all like... Really? Oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, Nobody well, wants to work. That's horrible. That's that's uh, that's a sad thing, you know? Like, it, it, all you need to do is hustle, you know what I mean? Like, uh, we were talking earlier, it's either the, the hustle's real or the struggle is real. You can struggle or... 
where you can do nothing or you can, you know, bust your ass, and, you know, get shit done. That's, that's a shame to hear that. So. Well, and I, I asked you that question because I wanted to know where that, where that need for, you know, the creativity for creation comes from, because you find yeah. that, you find that in guys that, you know, whether it's machine shop, work in a garage, you know, there, there's something, there's something we have a commonality where you have to be, you have to be building something, you have to be creating something It drives you in your work and your free time and everything. Yeah, you take me to the beach and, and leave me alone for more than 40 minutes. I can't sit still. I'm going to build a sandcastle or a sand wrap ramp or something. I'm going to create something with whatever I have. You know, I mean, that's just what I do. I was always a fan of arts, art when I was a kid, even like paintings, different artists and stuff. So I was always, I always saw things for what they weren't. So, you know, that just, you know, goes through you with life, whether it's your, your career or, you know, what you'd love to do. I come home and do this because I love doing this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Now, do you have any background in art? I know you love it, but did you did you take any art classes or anything like that coming up through the ranks? Yeah, as a, as a small kid, I mean, anything, you know, I tried it all, you know, but I couldn't draw, do anything like that. It was more hands-on creating things is what I was better at. You know, I wasn't, I couldn't draw. I wanted to be able to draw. Uh, I tried it, you know, it doesn't really work. I tried painting, it really wasn't for me. Uh, more uh, making something, creating something that's not there, not not making an image or copying something. That's, that's a little harder for me. So while we're on the subject of art, I'm going to segue over to something that you started called the Motorcycle Art Extravaganza. Mm -hmm. And uh, for lack of a better term, it's a sissy bar show. Um, yes. Tell us where you came up with that and how you've implemented it and where it's going and what you're doing with it, because it's pretty rad. All right. Thank you very much, first of all. Um, well, you know, over the years, I've been to a million different things. I've seen all the art shows, you know, or not all of them, but every kind they've had. It's either a helmet show or painters or photography show about motorcycles or tanks where they're doing art on it, which always limited it to one type of artist. Where you have to be able to paint or have to be able to work in that medium. And it was always good the different kinds they have. So it really kind of limited it. Then Cheap Thrills uh, invited me, my buddy Dusty invited me to a sissy bar art show they had a couple years ago. Uh, Paul Cox was invited, uh, Tim Vanderbass was invited, which limited also the guys who would work with metal. Uh, at that point, so that limited, now the painters weren't involved. So it got my wheels spinning, and I was like, how do I do something that involves everybody that works in a motorcycle? Like, there's leather people that work in motorcycles. There's uh, engravers that work in motorcycles. You know, all the crafts that work on a motorcycle, how can I get them all in one art show? So wheels spinning a year or two later, you know, I make sissy bars. I make all kinds of, you know, custom motorcycle parts. So I fabricated, you know, a bunch of sissy bars, giant ones, with a metal panel on the back. Now I created a canvas. I could send that to all the artists now, and they could all the mediums could do something on it. Whether you paint, whether you do epoxy, whether you do blacksmithing, whether you do pinstriping, you know. And I sent it to the artists and, you know, had, asked them to be involved with it and to do their art on, on it. So it would be like six different mediums being worked on but in the same shape and everything so it was a way to bring all of the different artists that work in the motorcycle industry or around it together to do something not just the painters not just the photographers it, it allowed everybody to be involved so that's how I, yeah, I came up with it you know i like the art part of it so i want to bring the art back to you know not just the build itself and then send up it ought to be painted everybody that's involved in that is an artist in themselves you, you know want to show what they can do you know what they're really capable of doing as well Oh, it's been so great to see how that's that's come through. Now, I know you said you started it with Cheap Thrills. Is that something you're going to continue to do and maybe display at other venues? 
Well, yeah, this was the first year for that 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 show. Uh, you know, I was invited to the Sister Bar show at Cheap Thrills a couple of years ago. This okay. one was debuted at the Motorcycle Art Extravaganza. Was debuted this year at the Cheap Thrills show. Okay, my apologies. C- yeah, no, 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 absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, that was debuted this year. It was also shown at Fuel Cleveland with the help. I had two great sponsors too. You know, uh, uh, the Sticker Jesus, which is stuck up some company. Uh, Chop Cult was a great sponsor, so that allowed me to. Debuted at Cheap Thrills this year and also get it out to Fuel Cleveland this year. So it was also displayed there. As That's well. outstanding. I would love to, and Chris, don't hit me when I say this. Um, I would love to invite the Motorcycle Art Extravaganza to be part of the Legends Gallery at Smokeout next oh, year. If that's something that you're interested in doing, um, we're going to have yeah, we'll give you a spot. the Legacy Invitational and Tankful um, in in a beautiful building that we've got on site, and I would love for for you to be a part of that if you're interested. Uh, I'm honored. I'd absolutely, I'll absolutely be a part of that. Absolutely, not cool. Yay, that's awesome! It's just such a cool cool art form that you've come through and given people a different way to express themselves. So we're all about that. So qu- quick message from Fred Loctite. He made thirty sissy bars by by hand covered all the costs sent them to all of us artists so we could show our talent and there's just there's there's a ton of people i can't even keep up with them the messages of the accolades you're getting that's- oh man that's a, that's amazing the community you know it's to the point now where it's it's like you were touching on it's either 100 fake or they're 100 real so it's so nice to be a part of the, the real ones and you know you know behind you and they're all doing their own thing and they're all super supportive so that's why i do this you know these guys are amazing Without these guys, you know, I'd just be doing it for myself in here, you know, what the hell. Well, and I think that goes back to how we started the, this chat was you spend so much time supporting and raising other people up, even if it's just by sharing a post or bringing light to another artist. And, and I've actually found several artists through following you and craftsmen yeah we end um, up we end up using using that as a source for our artist profile for the magazine absolutely from following you. that's what that's what it's all about to be honest that's what it's about you know like it's a, a raising awareness you know of course you see all the big ones but there's so much talent out there that you, you know now we have this platform of social media this is what it's supposed to be used for everybody's using it for a selfish reason and there's no reason for that you know support Amen. the people around you you know what i mean the, the, the right people around you doing the right thing and that you know, I'm a big, I'm a big supporter of that. I'm a big fan of that. I'm trying to bring that back. You know, so that's awesome. That was like a forgotten thing a, a decade or two ago. You know, it was all don't say anything, don't support anybody. It was us against them. You know, whether it was builders or companies, it should not. You know, it shouldn't be that way. It should all be, it should all be one. It's, it's a big yeah. enough community for us to all. Be Amen. Part, you know? Amen. So now you express your creativity through metalwork. Where did yes. that come from for you? Because you're a builder by trade. I mean, you work in the construction business, but where did your affinity for metalwork come from? Uh, once I start getting into the bikes more than just riding them, and I wanted to start working on bikes, like really working on bikes, not just changing stuff. Got together with a buddy, and uh, he was the welder and, you know, like a fabricator. And uh, he started doing stuff. And I, every now and then I get a chance for him to teach me a little something, you know, not too much, you know, but enough that I watch a lot. I pick stuff up really quick. If I watch it like three times and I see what he's doing, you leave me alone. Fuck off in an hour. I got you. You know what I mean? So I'm just lucky enough. I, I'm just lucky enough, whether it's a sport or whatever. And people are like, how do you do that? I'm like, I fuck if I know. But now I got you. And, you know, I have the creative end. So that once I start seeing it, I start doing it. And, you know, and I start buying my own shit. And I was like, let's let me play with metal. I didn't know if I could do it. But fuck, I can. So 
you know, it's working. You know, I can't really do anything. I just make shit stick together and look kind of cool, people say. But I'm not a fabricator. I'm not a builder. I'm not, I'm not none of that. I, yeah, I can build things. But you're passionate. Things. Yeah. And oh, you and that, love what dude, you're that, doing. That That's trumps, what drives that all of all. that. So yeah. Motor Zipper said, let Jerry show us some of his work. you have anything on, on hand that you want to pull up? Got anything within right reach? Now, well, you got it. You have it on the, uh, you get access to the website. You have that. I, I have the phone in front of me. I don't have anything. I'm sitting out here in the shop. I got some dirty, dirty thing. Here, I but. love the trophies you do, by the way. Thanks. I, you know, I appreciate that. That's been a big thing lately. So you get access to some of the trophies. I sent you a bunch of stuff, too. Yeah. You know, you know, different types of trophies that I do. You know, it's not just like the, the one style or it's not just the one. You know, I call it the bowler trophy where you see like the marble with the little gold guy on top. So I try to do some, you know, custom shifters you're seeing there. But there's definitely some stuff in there that I do. Custom sissy bars you're showing. Yeah, you know, dude, this stuff. was this is sick. That's the when I was invited to Cheap Girls a couple of years ago for the sissy bar art show. You know, it was like to make a metal artist what you can do on a sissy bar. So I create, you know, I made that. You know, I, that was with a grinder, a cup, cut wheel, and then flappers and welders and stick rods. And, you know, I made that, you know, that and, and put it on the sissy bar. So that's what got me thinking, all right, well, this can be done on a sissy bar. You know what I mean? This this art show. So, you know, yeah, a lot of the stuff, some of the stuff I'll have plasma cut. You know, I have a plasma cutter and then clean up. Some of it I have, you know, some of the really detailed stuff that I, I will have CNC and then comes back and then I add stuff and, you know, make it all custom. So, you know, I, I, you know, I fuck around. I'm out with anything. I make furniture legs. You know what I mean? I make, yeah. if it's with steel, I'm making it. It's like, it's all kinds of shit, you know, and, and I always try to change shit. So. No, I love it, man. I love it. Let's, I, I, appreciate I want to, uh, I want to go to this for a minute. Okay. Nice. Dude. That thing is like a tank. That's so badass. That's the bike when I first got this house and got this garage. That was my buddy that I started building. He's the one who turned me on. I told you earlier that we were talking about, like, he, he taught me a couple things. You know, he was in here for a little while. Now, he was the one who started working on that with me. He's the one who taught me the little bit that I'd learned that wasn't from YouTube or just doing it myself, you know what I mean, and learning it. So that was the bike that we started, and that's the bike that's in the process. That's been going on for a while because i let it go dead for two years because of other things but I, i'm gonna get back on that that was one like a you'll see like 70 images down of bending that frame bending the frame on like a stove you'll see it on the website there's a video doing it so you know that's like my project once i finish the shovel that i have over here i'm gonna get back on that so but again a lot of custom work it's got to be custom yeah. work that's, i always i always saw it i, could, I didn't know if i could do it and then the, watching him do stuff and i'm like all right now i could do that you know okay it's gonna take me a couple times but i always thought it was harder than it was i didn't know because i never worked with it you know that's working with it and guess what boom that's that's something i kind of feel like we were just having a bunch of us were sitting around the other night having this conversation and i almost feel like that thing that you talk about there there's the idea of almost every bike that i got a chance to build I came up with at least that one thing that I wanted to challenge myself with on that. And it, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, could I, could I reinvent the wheel, but something that I wanted to do and find a way to incorporate into a build. Do you feel like that in some ways for a little bit, we kind of got so busy for everybody just coming out with new bike, new bike, new bike, new bike that we pass up those opportunities to challenge ourselves. Do you feel like we, we got a little short in that? Well, there's, a, a, I think, a high percentage of the people that, you know, it's just they're producing. It's like, 
I wouldn't say a conveyor belt of bikes, but they're putting bikes together and they're custom bikes, but they're custom paint jobs and custom shapes. But the, it's not like it's their own bike where they have the time where they could change shit 20 times and look at it. There's no deadline for this show to be done. And that's when you, you know, you get to see like you're doing more custom stuff. So you have, I haven't seen that a lot lately, but that's the stuff I appreciate when I see it. And that's the stuff you know, I'm trying to, I try to do. I'll, I'll repurpose something and use it on a motorcycle that would never be used before. You know what I mean, or something like that. So that that to me is the art in the motorcycle. Yeah, I love that. That's what I think. I think I want to. That's mostly what I do. You know what I mean, more than anything else. Not just assemble an old bike. No. You know, or just an old chopper. But if you're going to do anything to it, even if it's minor to major, you got to put your twist on. Yeah, I'll make jewelry. I'll make anything. If it's motorcycle, Dude, that's awesome. Related, I get, you know, I just get creative with, with the junk too. If it's garbage and it can't be used, a lot of the trophies and stuff, I'll, you know, I'll make something out of it. You know what I mean? And be like, here, this is now jewelry, motorcycle jewelry. You know What's what that I mean? old not? adage? One man's trash is another man's treasure. It's yeah. so yeah. true. Yeah. It's so true. I turn garbage into gold. I don't want new gears. I want your spent, you know, gears. I'm going to make a trophy out of it. I'm mm-hmm. going to make some kind of metal art. I'm going to make a table out of it. That's um, awesome. I want garbage, and I'll make it gold with my time. You know what I mean, and and my mind. Let me let me see what I can make with this. See um, that blondie? What what did I tell you? What I tell you? Motorcycle commandment number one was: you never get rid of parts. <laughs> nah. I know. <laughs> I pick up garbage and parts constantly. I'll, I'll travel to go pick up spent parts. I have all my friends Loctite. All these people will collect spent parts for me, and I, I'll come pick it up or they drop it off. It's coming in all the time. My shop right now. It's filled with buckets of them I got to put away. That's uh, awesome. You know, because I use them up so much. You know, uh, just this year, you know, like a year prior to this, I made for three chopper shows, I made trophies for. Not that many, like maybe eight trophies total. This year I had uh, 20-something shows. I made yeah. like 60 trophies this year. So well, everything I've been stockpiling for years just depleted. So now I was like, on, hey, guys, anything you're throwing out, I don't care if it's a chain that busted it. Save it for me. I'll come get it. That's I need awesome. it. I'm going to need it. You know, so well, I'm going to have to get in our trophy order pretty quick here because I know yeah. I want a couple. I need a handful from you. So <laughs> at, least, at least, at least the best of shows. Yeah, at that's what I'm thinking. Shows. Best of yes. shows. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, good no lord! If I asked him to make trophies for all of our shows, <laughs> he'd be making trophies for the next hundred years. But the best of shows for sure. Um, well, and you know what, man? That was that. See, that's another thing. Like, I'm I'm getting old, and I realize it when I start to talk like this. But I remember going to the Easy Rider shows when I was young, when I was first coming up in this stuff. And it was back when they used to have the the pewter tops that looked like the uh, the Ghost Rider image. And that was man, like you wanted one of those trophies so bad, like it was such. And then later on, man, like as the, and and I loved all the people from Easy Riders, but then later on, it got to the point where they had like the the water jet cut trophies, and you know it was the fancy Nouveau logo, and it just wasn't as cool as those. The, those other trophies just seemed so important because it was so tied to our culture. Yeah, agreed, agreed. You know, the handmade trophies, especially, you can make a, a pretty trophy for anything, a cool trophy for anything, but, like, when it comes to motorcycles or cars or custom stuff, like, where we're putting hands on it, not performance stuff, those guys are building stuff. So, I you know, I want a bunch of those stupid bowler trophies, gold top stupid things for stuff. Yeah, you put them in your garage, you're embarrassed of that for what you built. Those guys should have something handmade that they win. Amen. Something that's handmade and, you know, handcrafted. Because they made something handcrafted, they should win something handcrafted. Yeah, something that belongs that, in the garage. That me into doing it. Yeah. Yep. Something yep. that can get in the house on top of the fireplace. Not 
something that goes on the garage or you know in your man cave on top of the fridge because the wife don't let it in the house yeah. something that you know should be put out because damn that's art you know what i mean that's what i like to do that's awesome so i'm just i'm just asking the question this question does not come from me um oh. i'm supposed to ask you about the two bikes that you gave away to rick from chop shit and then one to loctite a year later with the stipulation of build something cool all right whoever asked that question loctite. Tell yeah that's cool. <laughs> dick all right um all right, so I have a lot of friends. I do a lot of favors for a lot of friends. We're all on the bike. We, we always have tons of bikes, tons of parts. So I come across a lot of stuff a lot of times. I can't get to everything. I have a million projects. I can't do I can't do 10 million projects. So uh, there was a part when Chicken Rick was started a couple of years ago when he had one bike and he was really getting into stuff. You know, he, he's changed the bike like six times in a year and a half because he was just so into doing stuff, but he only had one bike. So now what can you do to it now? How can we change it now? So a buddy of mine, I acquired like an old XJ uh, hardtail, you know, it was a chopper. And I was like, if I can get this just for trading off some stuff, I can give this to Rick and have him build something. You know what I mean? Have, let him fuck with something else. It's not his regular bike, so it's never down. He can just screw with something, you know? And, you know, really like, you know, make this kid have like, excuse me, a wedding day dick. He's like, are you kidding me? I have something else to work on? I'm like, yeah, you know, here you go. You don't have to break your bike down. So I made that deal. I called him up and I'm like, just come get it. And he was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, man, it's got a title. It's got a frame. It's got an engine. It's got rims. Get down. Take it it's out of here. But one stipulation, you got to build something friggin' cool. I don't care if it takes 10 years, not something. Oh, you just bolt some stuff on it and make it again and have somebody paint it. You build something friggin' cool with it and then you could have the bike. So that was the stipulation. So that's the bike, the first bike that I got. I acquired and gave to Chicken Rick to do his thing with. And He's doing his thing with it, you know, which in there. So the second one was, again, Loctite told me, you know, he wanted to do a build. He was talking about a CB750 for a while. Um, you know, and they're beefy, nice bikes when you do it, you know, metric like that. Because, you know, the way an engine's set and everything, you can really make them look great. And it's inexpensive. So, again, he's got a million things going on. I acquired a, you know, a titled XJ, a, a titled, uh, excuse me, CB750 for him with a motor. And I drove it up to, uh, you know, about six, six hours up to his house and surprised him. I uh, dropped it off and said, here you go. One stipulation, awesome. yours. I can't do this project, but you can. You want to do it? Here it is. Build something really friggin' cool with it. That's awesome. Here you go. And you know, that that always seems like the bike, too, because I, I tell this story every once in a while. I pulled into my house one day, and there was a shitty old white iron head parked in the garage or parked in the driveway in front of the garage. And it just had a sign. And it was every shitty old iron head you can imagine. It was leaking from every hole. Both tires were flat. Like, the whole deal, right? And there was a sign on it that said, build something cool out of me. And that thing sat. I broke it down, cleaned everything up, and put it up on the, on the shelf. When we eventually built something out of it, it's one of the, it's, it's the, great, one of the greatest bikes that I've ever had. And well, I, lo I love right. it so much. And I put my heart and soul into that thing. For me, what was cool about it is that's what... I didn't come from motorcycling at all. Nobody in my family motorcycled. I worked in the motorcycle bar business before coming to Cycle Source. And I knew a little bit, very little bit. But that bike was the bike that Chris used to teach me how to build a motorcycle. And how to strip a bike down and how to, you know, sand the frame and polish and... 
you know, these bolts go here. And I wanted her to know too. Like, yeah, you know, like what went into it? How, how many hours and like what guys go through to to have to have nice motorcycles like that? You know? So, and it was it was an outstanding experience because not only did I get an education, but it was something that Chris and I did together, and it is a pretty yeah. rad bike. Awesome, yeah, and labor of love, though. You know what I mean? That's that's what it's about. You know, yeah. I get it. But that's that's super cool that that you that you pass that on. That's that's huge. That's huge. Giving that opportunity to other people. So they have they're great people. If they have the opportunity to do it, rather than me just sit on it and say I could, I can. Let's get it out there. Let's get, you know you're gonna do it. Bless you with it. You know, make it really cool. Like do something you know freaky with it. Get get wild. Get creative. Don't just put one together like it looks and make your own paint job and your own rake and put the front wheel in another you know wherever. Just make it really really take your time with it and fuck fuck with it so that's what i do and support them you know now they got a free project that's going to be worth something so it's even cheaper for them to get going it's dropped in your lap make it happen right on. oh that's awesome that's so cool so cool um so somebody else at the beginning of the show mentioned that you've been hard at work doing some some holiday gifts for people what have you have what do you what are you going to be putting out there for people this year Oh, I've been, I got a, a bunch of stuff going on. A lot of my merch I've been putting out there for the holiday gifts this year that's been going up. But I have a, a bunch of custom orders that are, that are, that are coming in from everything from like knuckle dusters to uh, more of a, more of along the art lines. I can't really discuss it because you know, these are Christmas right. gifts and stuff. And the people would be like, oh my God, that's going to, but uh, you know, a lot of stuff along those lines, not really uh, motorcycle related because. Along that way, I got, I'm not fabricating a sissy bond like eight deep in, in orders that revolve. So for That's me to awesome. get to that right now, I can't get that deep. I cannot get that done in that amount of time. You know, it has to be something small for it. Dude, is, is this is cool. this your work right here? Yeah, absolutely. Heather. Yeah. That's beautiful. This yeah. this is this is I, a good Christmas present for me. Okay. I That's have like three bitchin'. different style of those knives. I'm wearing that right now. And I, I make three different style of those things. They're called ankle biters. I, I have the she's are custom made by a pork choppers leathers in North Jersey. Uh, she actually sells them because you can make that you order the sheet custom sheet however you want it, and you can order three different style knives. I have painted ones. I have tons of the daggers. They sit down there and on our site, she's absolutely amazing. She you know, and I have them. You know, that's one of the things that you know I offer. But if you buy that through her site because she have the she has the sheet. You have to pick how you want. It. Dude, that's bitch. Right on. That's awesome. Well. Appreciate now I know something you want for Christmas. That's right. Um, <laughs> real quick, I have to throw this out. This is from Patrick Spada. Jerry has done so much to bring all of us young guys into the motorcycle scene here in the Northeast. We will always appreciate that. You have a tremendous, tremendous yeah, buddy. fan club, yeah. for lack of a better term, but justifiably awesome. so for everything you do for this community. So kudos to you, Jerry. Like, um, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. Dude. Not nothing for me, man. I do very, very little. I just, you know, support people that need to be, you know, should be supported with, you know, networking and just talking, you know, making something every now and then. It's not that big of a deal. You know, it's really these guys that are all doing it, you know, bringing the younger younger generations into the fold is what it's about. Otherwise, it, it, you know, the cultural change too much if you don't you know, get involved. The only thing I'll say to all these young guys that, jerry lends a helping hand to pay it forward Yep. like he's yes. doing you a solid make sure you do that for for your next generation or the guy you know in two garages down that's struggling and wants to learn and wants to be part of motorcycling make sure you pay that forward in jerry's name because that's probably 
I'm guessing yeah. the best way you could thank Jerry. Hey, listen, oh, yeah. be- before Steve Broyles gets in trouble for asking too many questions, he's trying to find out background on um, why is Chicken Chicken Rick called Chicken Rick and why is Loctite called Loctite? Uh, oh, my answers for that? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, I'll give you my answers. I'm going to come up with these right now, thinking quick on the fly, because I know the real answers, but... Uh, Loctite because Loctite's something that holds shit together. He's solid as a friggin' rock. So that's why Loctite's called Loctite. And Chicken Rick because as of lately, what, like the Rocky movies, you ever try to catch a chicken? You know how fast a chicken is? <laughs> so Chicken Rick or Chicken Rick because he's riding these mini bikes. He's, he's coming 100 miles an hour, whether he's on his website promoting people. So Chicken Rick's called Chicken Rick because you can't catch a goddamn chicken. And Loctite because he's strong and holds shit together like a son of a bitch. That's why right they got the names. Yes, sir. So good. Put me under pressure with that one. (laughs) So tell tell everybody where they can keep track of you, man. Um, We we have your your website up here and and I believe your Instagram page. Uh, The website's been like two years. I haven't been able to access it, but I'm trying to get back into that and get that going again. So basically right now everything's on Instagram. Uh, it's eight twelve inc. Yeah, that's the one. It's kind of froze right now. I'm going on with them trying to get back into it without changing the name of it. So until that's resolved, that's kind of set. So everything's on 812 Inc. Spelt, you know, E-I-G-H-T-W-E-L-V-E. One word, one T, and I-N-C. But there it is. It's 812-I-N-C, 812. Uh, most of the stuff's on that site. You could DM me right through there. I answer everything. It may take a day or a couple hours. I may have the lid down, you know, welding or buying or something. But I get back to everybody, you know. So that's how you reach me pretty much Instagram. So we talked about this in, in pre-show real briefly, but... T- tell us again where that 812 comes from. All right. Um, uh, basically, I work a full-time job, then some. You know, then you got to pay the bills. So 10 hours a day or whatever, I get home, you know, 6, 7 o'clock at night, you know, shove some food down my hole, you know, feed the dog, let him out. By that time, I could get out to my shop. It's 8 p.m. You know, so Monday through Friday, I'm out in my shop from 8 p.m. till midnight, minimum, uh, before I got to get up at like 5 in the morning again. So, and on weekends, usually from 8 a.m., you know, till midnight, you know. So, that's where it came from, basically from 8 to 12. You find me out out here doing what I do, or, you know, that's the time I can dedicate to what I love. So, that's 8, 12, you know. There it is. I love it. Yes, sir. That's so great. I have to put this one out there, too. This one is from James Berry. Um, So much respect for Jerry. This guy has supported all my shit since day one, even before I met him in person. He made my war turkey bike famous. Oh man, yeah, he's a good kid. He's killing it right now. Uh, he's a really talented young builder that's got a good style. That's just you know knows what he's doing so much as let's figure it out and do it. But he is a, a smart guy. He's a very talented mechanic as well. And uh, you know, again, it's the next generation coming up. Uh, you know, these are the guys that have the lights should, should be shined on. These guys, these are going to be the next generation. So I appreciate these kind words, but. They're also a little misguided. I'm just a regular dirtbag like everybody else that drinks beers and just tries to pay his bills. So, you know, they'll, they'll figure it out over time. <laughs> they'll get there. Humility above all else all right. can't get much better. Um, I do have to throw this out. Loctite chimed in about how he actually got his name. He says, I got my name because the first bike I built, everything fell off of it every time I rode it, including the battery, battery cover, sissy bar, fender bracket. So I'm assuming he needed a little bit of Loctite. That's nice. great. Well, since then, 
but he's been the Loctite, so yeah, you know, good for him. He's really? learning. That's awesome. Nice. All right, man. Well, listen. Thank you so much. You know, for uh, for taking some time with us and helping everybody deal with their their Black Friday woes and giving us some inspiration moving into the holidays. Are you kidding me? Thank you guys. I'm honored as all can be for, to be on the show. And thank you guys for keeping everything going in the community, keep us afresh with what's, what's happening and everything. You're you're an icon, man. I'm honored again. I can't appreciate it. Oh no, buddy. You make you make it all worthwhile. We're gonna have to have you on again real soon. And we know how to get in touch with me. You know. Yes, sir. Awesome. Thank yes, you so sir. much, okay. Jerry. I appreciate you taking Friday night with us. Thank you, guys. It was my honor, like I said. All right, boss. Later on. Later on, guys. So, see, there is so still, good. Yeah, there's still plenty, plenty of good stuff. Plenty right? of good stuff. And like I said, you know, like, just, how's this? Be like Jerry. Yep. Like, seriously, be like Jerry. Pay it forward. Pass it on. Love what you do. Yeah, And buddy. F it. Jim, Jim Fletcher said, Jerry, you once told me to fuck it, just do what I do and redo it and improve it, make myself happy, and the customer will be happy. To me, that was deep hitting. Thanks for the inspiration. Right on. Good man. Good man. Great guest, yes. man. Hey, I want to remind you guys again, you're watching Shop Talk. We go live with this show every Sunday, 9 p.m. on the East Coast. We try to bring you as much of the uh, two-wheeled world as we can, at least from our perspective. And uh, we're going to take a minute right now and give you a little bit of tech. We got some tech from inside the Grease and Gears garage. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Chris from Cycle Source Magazine, Grease and Gears TV, and we're in the shop today to work on the FXR Evolution. If you guys haven't heard about this, you can check it out at dennisKirchgaragebuild.com. One of the things that we want to do with the, um, the uh, FXR Evolution is we want to do this as an everyman bike. You know, we, want, we don't want to do anything that's too in-depth with fabrication or, or any of the stuff that every garage builder couldn't do, but this is one of those things that I believe is achievable for everyone. So. Front ends like this. First, I want to introduce Keith. I'm with Keith Thompson today from Cycle Stop USA. Keith is actually the man in the know, so you're going to save me from being too dumb with this because okay. I know nothing. All right. Now, most of the time when you buy these things used like this, the very least you're going to have to do is, a, is fork seals. Yeah, you're definitely going to want to do at least a full service uh, change of fork seals and a lot of times bushings as well. Uh, if you get into doing uh, re-anodizing of the upper, uh, you'll... all always want to remove your bushings um, and then if you're going to powder coat the, the feet at all you'll have to remove those from the lower tube as well the part for me that i don't get about that like i've taken you know even on dirt bikes and stuff i've taken them apart mm -hmm. i've never taken off the bottom foot of it so okay I, I really don't understand how that goes it's a little tricky take some heat there's a set screw in the side here on most of your japanese forks um, so you want to put some heat there because that that set screw is loctited in from the factory um, so you heat that up, get the set screw out, and then you put uh, quite a bit of heat around the circumference of the foot, again, to melt the Loctite on the threads of the lower tube that where it screws into the foot. Yeah, let's uh, let's tear into it, man. I'm going to clear off your work area. Okay. For typically, we'll start with a 17 millimeter on the top and remove all of the preload. Uh, something else I'll always do before I disassemble is snug down the rebound adjuster. Don't over tighten it. If you over tighten it, you'll flatten the needle and have a difficult time getting correct rebound adjustment. Um, but if you preload that all the way in until it stops to a snug stop, um, then your rebound adjustment will be set for when you go to put it back together. 
Now, I only use the impact to crack that nut loose. You should never have to impact these forks apart. Fluid out. Whose tool was this or is it made? Um, this was probably a race tech tool. Looks like it's got a few miles on it. Speaking of earning stripes, until you have something important to illustrate for the for the viewers, you have uh, a pretty storied history in in motorcycling and especially suspension service. A bit, yes. So I'm an authorized Olin's service technician. I have been since 2001. Um, used to do uh, traveling with uh, the Arma series as a lead technician for a multi-time champion road racer by the name of Paul Vitale out of Warren, Michigan. And my Olin's experience in factory train technician there, which led to eventually us doing trackside service uh, with the Olin's product. So what's our what is our opportunity here? This is something we would want to send out to be anodized, reanodized, or well, no, I, I I really wouldn't suggest doing that. I would put this in a lathe and uh, just <coughs> just polish it. It's titanium nitrate coating, so it does not come off. Okay. Um, there are several different colors of titanium nitrate that you can get. There's a blue, purple, black. In the beginning, we showed you that this is a Hayabusa front end. The only thing a garage builder is going to have as far as a challenge in this is pushing the next stem out and either having a, a brand new stem machine or uh, one from a Harley modified, but your local machine shop can take care of that for you. It's not that big of a deal, so it kind of still holds true to our, our garage build team that we're going with this FXR. But Keith, man, thanks for no problem. us out with Thank this you, teaching us something about the the uh, suspension on the import motorcycles and a couple of new tools that I need to get for the greasy gears garage.
We'll see you guys in a little bit. Stick around for the next installment of the FXR Revolution. All right, man. I want to give a special thanks to Keith for helping us walk through that, and uh, and to Dennis Kirk also. Um, we're moving on. You're just the, thankful because they're letting you build a cool bike. That's right. That, that we get to give gonna, dude, away. That bike's going to be so bitching. Right? I can't believe we're giving another, like, we give all the good ones away. <laughs> Not just all saying, the good ones. Well, huh? a lot, um, like, most of the good we, ones. Listen, no, this one's going to be super We got cool. to keep our fair share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's but no such thing as too many motorcycles. It's, it's fun because we get to we get to step, you know, outside of our outside of our realm with this. A yeah, bit. this you one know, is a straight up performance, and I know it's like there's no long front end. There's mm-hmm. suspension. So the what are whole you thing is do? the whole thing is referred to as the FXR Evolution, even though I was dumb and said it wrong. In ah, the, you got uh, tongue tied in the video, but you can check that out today at denniskirk.com garage build and uh there's some artist rendering of of what our finished product is going to look like it's going to be a bitchin fxr based performance motorcycle you can sign up there um don't have to do anything but but sign up you don't need to buy anything you don't need to buy a magazine and that's you know i want i want to say just on their behalf real quick you know this is this is a long-term commitment dennis kirk has had for years and years and years supporting the garage builders putting a community together when you go to that site it's not just about an opportunity to sign up for that motorcycle there's a whole community there with you know different bike builds shows that are going on the whole deal so spend some time go check them out today tell them that the people from shop talk sent you i like the garage build and not again not to pump sunshine but i like that they give people a platform to show off their own work without having to try and get a feature in a magazine or through social media it lets people share ideas because you can comment and ask questions and it's pretty neat speaking of uh speaking of a platform we have some events, but I'm going to make a call out to everybody who has events coming up at the beginning of the year. Send us your flyers now. Heather, could you repeat that again? What the, What did I miss? What the- I, I don't know. What am I supposed to? I'll repeat. <laughs> I might repeat it. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to say, but. But we're looking for all the uh, all the event information so we can get it out to everybody. Yeah, look at that. Oh, LA. I know what he wants me to repeat. No. Huh? Come no. on. Come on no. now. No. No. <laughs> All right, so listen, we're going to rewind and replay. We're going to go to Miss Heather with some motorcycle events coming up, but we need your flyers too. Get busy with that. All right, so first up on deck, and I'm I'm going to go in chronological order because I can't see what you have up. Battle of the Baggers is first. That's not chronological, but okay, thanks for coming. (laughs) Battle of the Baggers at in Sonoma, Sonoma, Sonoma Raceway, December tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. Um, also, uh, also going to be the home of the Torque hard. Performance Hardcore Cycles Performance Show. I know that sounds good. Sonoma, isn't that wine country? Maybe I should go to that. It is wine country. I think I need to go. I'm gonna. I need to go cover that on behalf of Torque and Cycle Source. CF Wheels of Steel, December 11th and 12th here in Lakeland, Florida. Some heavy hitters on that list. Going to be a good time. Yeah, I'm super excited. There's a great lineup of builders that are coming to display. Warren Lane and Fast Freddy are going to come with some of their antique bikes. We'll be there. Xavier, Hang'em High Customs, Corey Souza, Curtis Hoffman, John Jessup. Uh, it'll ride choppers. Bill Dodge, Eric from FNA, and I can't freak show fab. 
I know I'm forgetting people. I'm sorry. Check I don't them out the today on social media. Wheels of Steel, CF Wheels of Steel, or the CF Wheels of Steel website. And tickets are on sale. Donnie Smith coming up in March 26th and 27th. Heather's favorite. She it, says every every wintertime show series should model Donnie Smith. Show. I really do think that because they they pack everything all into one. The only thing that would be better is if it was in a place that didn't snow so much. Smoke out. And had heat. Can you say smoke out? Smoke out. Smoke out. Smoke out. You're all over the place. September 9th and 10th at the Rowan County Fairgrounds. Um, very excited about that. We have so much cool stuff going on. Um, music, and added food, some more tonight. Motorcycles added some more tonight, <laughs> thanks to Jerry. Jerry, I'm sorry if I caught you off guard on that, but it's just too rad not to share with everybody. Um, let's back up a little bit. We have a cycle showcase. Okay. That's over here. February 11th and 12th. And that is in beautiful St. Louis put on our February 12th and 13th. What did I say? Loser. He said <gasps> 11th and 12th. You, oh, <laughs> whatever. Listen, you call me on my dumb shit every week. I can't see it. I'm going by memory. Anyway, Whoa. February 12th and 13th, uh, Randall Nold is the promoter and host of that show. It's one of my favorites of the year. He does such a great job putting that on, and I'm hoping he's going to let us host an ice cream social that weekend. We're going to be there. We will be there. Mm-hmm. And then the Texas Fandango in Fredericksburg, Texas. <laughs> they have done, that is hosted by the Cherokee chapter of the AMCA. And I have to say, they have done such an outstanding job of embracing the younger chopper community. Um, they welcome them all. Even Unlike, us. yeah, they don't like. <laughs> of course, they like their hundred point motorcycles and the perfect antique and restoration. But they love dirty chopper jockeys yep. too. It's, yeah, and there's it's really refreshing. There's a, there's a lot of really good stuff goes on there. Um, Oliver Peck and the the cheap cheap thrills crew puts on a, a chopper show, and um, we put on a custom show. And we'll be there this year. Yeah, yep. I'm I'm very much looking we'll forward to that. Absolutely be there. I promise, Mister Klein, that there's no way I'm missing that event. And plus, we have like 102 reasons to be in Texas. I year. know Texas is going to get tired of us. No. Yeah. Some someday, someday, maybe 10 years from now, maybe 15 years from now, but Texas will be our home. Sorry. Robin Hangabottom says, "Yes, Sonoma Raceway is in wine country of California. Initially, Sears Point Raceway when it opened up." Near yeah, the racing is okay. Highway 12 and 37 outside of Vallejo, California. Very cool. So, hey, we got uh, we got some more stuff for you. Don't go anywhere yet. We got a uh, quick product. When we come back on the other side, we're going to um, wrap this thing up. You guys can help us pull it into the station. We can close out Black Friday as an overwhelming success because we talked motorcycles. We never went to the store. And stayed the hell out of the insanity. Yes. So stick around. We'll be right back. Chris from Source Magazine's Grease and Gears TV with this product showcase. Today's showcase is the Twin Power Clincher Clutch. Twin Power Clincher Clutches are not only proudly made in the USA, but fit the stock basket with zero modification for 1937 to 2017 model years. Sorry folks, they're not available for the M8s. The Twin Power Clincher Clutch features increased surface area, torque capacity, and easy lever pull. These are also tunable for any application and race proven. 
Twin Power is known for its high-quality parts and accessories designed for the American V-Twin enthusiasts. For more information about these Twin Power products or any of the Tucker V-Twin products, visit your local dealer today. This is Chris with CycleSource Magazine's Grease and Gears TV. Hey, what's happening? It's Xavier with Providence Cycle Works, and you're watching Shop Talk. Have you built a bike you'd like to show off? Would you like it showcased on an awesome website and have a shot at some sick prizes? Then GarageBuild wants to see your ride. It's super easy. Just go to garagebuild.com, enter your information, and share your stories. Don't forget to upload your photos and videos and tell us what it took to build your ride. Your build could be featured on our Facebook page and our Instagram page, and some might even make it into CycleSource magazine. Everyone that submits a build will receive a free GarageBuild hat and a chance at a $250 Dennis Kerr gift card. After you've entered your build, support your fellow builders by rating and commenting on your favorite bikes. If you're not a builder and you still want to participate in the action, go to view the builds on Garage Build's site. Let the owners know what you think of their unique rides by rating and commenting. Enter your email address for a chance to win a $100 Dennis Kirk gift card. Don't forget to follow Garage Build on Facebook and Instagram. You just might see your ride featured. There's gonna be two contests per year. So head over to DennisKirk'sGarageBuild.com now for your chance to win. I'm Dylan with Dennis Kirk. We'll see you guys next time. All right, welcome back to the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. Appreciate you guys being here for another episode of Shop Talk. I got um, some business up on the board real quick I want to talk about. Steven Sirachi, um, give a shout out to Michael Mike at Cycle Stop. He did a sporty show at Cheap Thrills and killed it. Shout out to Mike. Um, Jim Fletcher, is there a list of these events in your paper magazine? It would be a lot cooler if you did. So here's the thing. Um, all of this stuff that we do is like one big cycle. So some of the stuff ends up in the paper magazine. A lot of events, a lot of event coverage. We do a ton of that. Every year we cover, like we don't discriminate between big events, little events. We cover everything that we can manage to get to. A lot of it ends up in the magazine, but if you want to stay on top of every single thing, we put everything on the blog. We put everything that we can into this show every week. It's part of the process that, you know, there's so much stuff and everything moves so fast anymore that we use all of these tools to get it all done. So be part of all of it. Check out the blog. Make sure you stay tuned to these shows the social media channel and then pick That's up a, a magazine. That's a full-time job keeping up. It is kind Damn. of, right? But the, mag the magazine helps pay for the uh, the gas to get down the road to do it all, so we never mind when you buy a magazine. No, not at all. It's much appreciated, always. <clears throat> so what do you think, Blondie? Hell of a show. I think that was a great show. Right? I'm so glad Packed. we got we got Jerry in. I, that was an absolute pleasure. And you know, we, we missed our first chance our first chance to get Jerry and we had something happen that we had to reschedule and I'm so glad that we saved it for this night where yep. everybody's kind of looking for a break anyway. And everybody's we got a in chance. a food coma still. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was a hell of a holiday. I hope every one of you got to spend it with people that you care about 
doing things that had nothing to do with what you have to do on your daily grind. And uh, and until next time when we get together to have 90 to 120 minutes, all the two-wheel bullshit Which we will be fit. this Sunday? That's right. You can make it a twofer this weekend. Next, You said twofer. I can't believe it. <laughs> so... With that, until we uh, until we come back and spend some more time with you guys, same chopper time. Same chopper channel. Oh my God, who's gonna say it? Bye, Felicia. <laughs>